Well, that was fun, Ooh. wasn't it? Uh, I have a round table uh, with Stu and Pat and Steve Dace, and uh, we also are going to have uh, Dave Rubin checking in. Uh, Ali Stuckey is going to be checking in, a couple of other people. We'll get the opinions. Let me just start here. I thought this was evidence of a civil war with a very uncivil debate. I don't think it served either buddy for a knockout i i thought there were chances missed um on on donald trump's side we'll get into um it was round after round after round of mischaracterizations and out and out lies i thought from the left um donald trump strangely seemed uh to have a grasp of the facts much more than he did four years ago um he i thought he had some uh, some really good moments but i don't know if anybody is going to see them or remember the big thing that i took away from it is that donald trump spoke to the american people even though he wasn't looking into the camera which joe biden was doing he was giving the message that i think is resonating with the people who are actually watching my job what's going to happen with my job what's going to happen with the economy when am i going to stop wearing this stupid mask when are we going to go back to normal that's what people are talking about um and i think donald trump reiterated that and and joe biden was speaking about some sort of alternative america some sort of alternative reality where donald trump screwed up the um the uh, the economy and never really had a good economy i don't think that that was connecting with the uh, american people donald trump it's really easy i'm not for white supremacists kkk terrorist group i'm willing to do it you just you just said that i also said that with uh, antifa now ask him if he'll do the same he blew that um there was nothing solved i don't think that the american people were well served by this i don't think that uh, they were talking about anything that people are actually going to vote on very few times that i go yeah okay that's where people are living that's what people actually care about uh the rest of it was um I thought it was just it was garbage and unlistenable and chris wallace asked the questions that i would expect a mainstream media personality to uh, ask um he seemed to be playing referee for joe biden who joe biden to me seemed like my grandfather um he started out you can hear he has no wind power he's talking from here and he's just really and he sounded bad and as the night went on he got weaker and weaker and weaker um, he didn't have any metamucil moments, but I do think <laughs> that he, um, he is certainly not the man that he was even in the primary season. How is he going to last four more years? One last thing. It is absolutely reprehensible that in this season, the moderator of this debate, when the major news came out about Hillary Clinton and the entire Russia hoax it is now verifiably a hoax the news that came out last late this afternoon for that not to be even a question for joe biden is remarkable and reprehensible but nobody's going to know that because we're all watching our own sides and not listening to the other side so let me go to Stu. Uh, just to add on to what you said, because I, I agree with that, um, I would say one of the biggest accomplishments of this administration was, I mean, if you go back to 2016, yeah. 
we had, uh, there was debate after debate, a big portion of it was about ISIS and yeah. how they had a caliphate going. Yeah. The fact that that's not even a topic of conversation anymore. Not just ISIS. Yeah. The Middle East peace. Well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is the biggest story in the Middle East in the past, you know, 30 years. And, you know, how Trump doesn't bring it up on his own is one thing. The fact that there's not even one question about what happened there uh, is really, I think, a shame. I think people will remember this a, a lot because there's just a lot of chaos. You know, there's a lot of them talking over each other. I think Joe Biden goes into this thing and can't have a Metamucil moment, a, 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 you know, a brain malfunction in the middle of it. I don't think he had that moment. Um, I think it seemed like the Trump approach there was to say, let's get under his skin. We'll go after him early. We'll get him angry and he won't be able to control himself. It seemed like Biden was prepared for that tactic at some level um, where he kind of tried to force himself into this weird, mellow state. Uh, I don't know. It was it was a very strange tone from Biden, I thought, the whole time. Uh, he never really emoted except for when he was talking about his son, which seemed like a totally forced mm. monologue. He said, shut up. Yeah, yeah. He called the president a clown. He did. Yep. yep. And he called him a liar, mm -hmm. a racist. Right. But I think that it was all in that same, I don't know, that same speed, that same tone. I, I mean, he never emoted. It was like, a, it was a very odd, like the Sleepy Joe thing felt accurate yeah, did. watching him do that tonight. I don't think there's a huge knockout blow for either side, though. And I think, uh, you know, by, from Biden's perspective, considering all the help we'll get from the media, he's probably going to look at that as not a, not a disaster. Steve Dace, his head is going to explode, but I'm going to ask you to hold on for a few more minutes because I want to get Pat's point of view on what you thought. Uh, worst debate maybe of all time. <laughs> Whose uh, fault? Who's fault? Uh, you got to blame the moderator, right? You got to blame Chris Wallace because he's supposed to maintain control. Mm. He didn't. He didn't. How do you do that when you have it's very difficult between the two? It's really difficult. I, I had a real problem with with Chris Wallace when he said, "Keep it down. You promised. You said you wouldn't do it. Stop it." And Trump said, "You mean that to both of us, right?" Well, yeah. no, I mainly mean it to yeah. you. Well, wait a minute. Hang right. on. They were both doing it. Biden did plenty of that. Yeah. If you asked me who won the debate early on, I would have said Donald Trump. Me too. But later, it, 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 as the debate wore on and chaos ensued, I, I'm not sure anybody won the debate, but I think Biden will be declared the winner by the mainstream media. Of course they will. Um, I mean, we knew that before the debate even yeah, happened, so yeah. there's no surprise. But, I mean, they've got a legitimate case. He, you know, I guess he interrupted less, m maybe. I, I don't know. It but was what did he say? Very little. Very little that made sense. He did have a couple of almost really serious Metamucil moments, um, yeah. especially toward the end. He almost melted down, but he somehow kept, uh, I'm thinking drugs is the way he held on to it. <laughs> uh, but he did hold on to it. And I, I think one of the reasons that they wanted the, the three breaks, was it three breaks in a half yeah. an hour? No, in an hour and a half. Three breaks, but every half hour. Every half hour, yeah. Okay. So six total, nine total. I, I thought it was one per half hour, but one I could per be half hour. One per half hour, so yeah, yeah. three yeah. for the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Still. And I think that's because of the medication he's taken. He probably was wearing Depends while he was standing there at the podium. <laughs> I don't think this I is really... really I think that... <laughs> I think, I think they needed him depends. to rest because he, he lost energy. He started out with very little. He did, And it yeah. just was almost gone halfway through. All right, Mr. Dace. I feel like that Jonah Hill gif. <laughs> okay. Um, first thing we all need to do is pray to Allah that this is our final boomer election. <laughs> I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. Um, as far as, as the rest of what transpired here, 
Um, I, I think if the goal was to see if you could use the debate process to lower voter turnout, I think this was a rousing success. Mm -hmm. I, I think if you are 150,000% committed to voting for each of these men a few times, you love this, okay? I, I think that if you went into the clickiest, clickbaity faction of each candidate and said, hey, hey, make sure you call him a racist and a clown, box checked, 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 okay? Uh, bring up Hunter Biden more often than you bring up anything else that people care about. Check, 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 check. Uh, and, and so a lot of people that tuned in looking for a reason to vote for either one of these individuals that maybe were undecided, I think are now would, would prefer to not have to decide. I, I think that this was, there's playing to the converted and then there is whatever this was. Um, the airing of grievances sponsored by Festivus. I'm not exactly <laughs> sure what it was, but I don't think that it advanced anybody's cause. I think it simultaneously helped and hurt everybody all at the exact same time. And one of the issues you had, and Pat mentioned the, the problem with the moderator. Well, the problem with the moderator is Chris Wallace asks every damn question from Joe Biden's premise. Sure did. Mm -hmm. And so when you do that to Donald Trump, he is not George Bush or Mitt Romney. He is going to not accept your premise. Now, the problem is the way that he communicates is thus. He won't accept your premise. He then needs to take 15 to 20 seconds to tell you how great he is and how he's done whatever the issue is better than anybody else. He then takes another minute to minute and a half, give you the correct statistics, often though in sort of an indecipherable context, before he then hovers back around to what the right answer is. But now we're into a three and four minutes of a two minute answer, which gives Chris Wallace the excuse to go in there and interrupt him because he's past his time. And we just did this dance like the damn time work for, the, for an hour and a half. Meanwhile, it provided Joe Biden an opportunity not to have to do very often what he was the most scared to do, talk. Uh, it provided him an opportunity to just sit there and be a spectator and just call Trump names whenever he wanted to, uh, to not have to provide any policy specifics at all. I thought the two most damning parts of the debate for Joe Biden were when he couldn't name any law enforcement agency that uh, was, was supporting him, mm -hmm. uh, when he refused to answer the question on stacking of the court. See, that's what Trump should have done far more of than defending and debating Chris Wallace. He should have forced Joe Biden to go on the record more and he missed numerous opportunities to do that. I think that's what, that's why I think I felt comfortable sort of with Trump at the very beginning because he was saying, don't answer that. Yeah. Just tell yeah. me, just tell me. If he would have just been doing that, yes or no, deny it or not, deny it or not, deny it or not, um, it, it would have been much more powerful because you needed to put him on record. Um, I think he, he, he did have a plan because he was just doing... Body blows. Boom, 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 boom. I think he thought that anti antagonizing Biden yes. would get him off his game and make the senior moments happen. Yeah. The problem is, this is still an adult male, all right? If you followed Biden on the campaign trail, the pugilism isn't his issue. He's a longtime political combatant. You saw what he did to Paul Ryan. You mentioned mm -hmm. that earlier today when we were talking about this, Stu. Mm -hmm. That actually woke Biden up, mm -hmm. right? What Biden doesn't want to have to do is offer specifics on policy. One, he can't. He just can't. He can't articulate it cogently. And then two, when he does, he's out. He's instantly outside the mainstream of at least 51 percent of American voters. Or if he is in the mainstream, he's alienated his real base. That's exactly right. Yeah, it's an unwinnable proposition for him. And he was let off the hook because Trump made it more of a personality contest mm -hmm. and less about issues. I think it would have been helpful to have to give Biden more rope.
uh, to be able to hang himself yeah, with. You said that halfway through during the debate. You said, I'd let him give rope. And you're right. Yeah, you kind of get out of his way for him to have those moments, right? A lot of times I think, you know, Trump a couple times I think used, uh, used this tactic effectively. Tr- uh, Biden would be trying to have this moment to the camera, this big moment where he would have a sound bite that you could tell was planned. And Trump would jump in over it, kind of ruining the sound bite. He did that a couple times effectively. But more often, he interrupted moments that could have led to the Biden downfall. Mm-hmm. He kept jumping in and then Biden could just stop. And of course, Biden comes, you know, gets into his trouble when he keeps talking and tries to finish these sentences where he doesn't know where he's going. So, so let me ask you this, because for me, the biggest thing was Biden seemed like the crypt keeper to me. <laughs> he seemed like somebody who hasn't really even lived in the last four years. And he's all of a sudden showing up and he's like, that's not the way it is. And you're like, where have you been? What are you talking about? That's not the way. When he was talking about Donald Trump and his uh, the covid, the early covid, everybody remembers. Everybody remembers about that when he talks about, you know, I'm going to make I'm going to make the economy greatest. He, he shut it down. Everybody knows the truth of that. When, you know, we didn't have a good economy under under Donald Trump. Everybody remembers is, is did that is that going to play a role it, was he you know there's one thing to say yeah you're lying about this you know the the uh, hunter biden uh, biden thing that's not true yes it is mm-hmm. um uh and you can do fact checks all you want but the fact checks that i think matter are the ones that people watch and go that's not right of how we've lived our lives what they witnessed do you think that's going to matter did that bother anybody tonight with joe biden I think, you know, one of the, when he was trying, you know, he has this idea with the COVID situation where he wants to push. It's funny because you know where Biden stood on every position uh, if you know where Trump stands because he disagreed with him every single time. So when Trump was saying we're going to close down flights from China, of course, it was xenophobic at that right. moment for Biden right. to do right. that. Um, and, you know, it, it's just a matter of like this is a, the constant opposition. Um, and I think people do remember those things. You know, look, Biden was out there saying that that, that we were just hating the Chinese mm-hmm. uh, for a very long time mm-hmm. uh, at that at that point. I don't know if, if, if any of that's going to those moments where it's obvious to the average person are the most effective ones. Mm-hmm. People are not going to they're not going to go back and check your farm bill stats. Nope. That's not what happens. You know, the, the media likes to, to, to toss those things around afterward. It's more about what, what hits you people the wrong it. way. Trump had a, a pretty effective part where he was talking about shutting down the economy. I thought that was maybe that was one his of his best, best answers, answers yep. of the yep. night. Yep. Where he really, he really laid that out in a and way. I think that's important. Really If important. people got that far, I th- there was a couple mm-hmm. something else with COVID. Did anybody else feel that Donald Trump, now there were, there, a lot of it was just chaos. Yeah. But there were a few times where I went, that's presidential. That's not the Donald Trump I saw four years ago. For instance, the COVID part, where he was talking about, mm-hmm. here are the stats and, and the companies, and he knew them all. You could tell mm-hmm. he had been truly engaged in that um, and knew what he was talking about, which I hadn't seen. You don't see with Donald Trump very often. And I think that made a huge, to me, if I was just somebody that didn't know what was really going on, what he said, I believed, what Joe Biden said was kind of like, well, I don't even understand that. I, I, if, if I were on the Trump debate team and you guys weren't around and we were talking privately, what, what I would be stressing is the opportunity cost that were missed tonight. 
he let Biden get away with hammering him on pre-existing conditions mm -hmm. when he actually just issued an executive order that frankly a lot of conservatives like myself are not in favor of mm -hmm. telling you that you have to cover pre-existing conditions mm -hmm. what happened at the end of the debate with uh, with white supremacy uh, when he just mm. issued an executive order uh, less than a week ago I've, that's that was the worst he just issued an executive order we, less than a week ago we, calling that declaring the KKK a white or, I'm sorry a domestic terrorist group do we happen to have do we happen to have that uh, cut where he was talking because I don't even know what he said the white supremacist the white character? supremacist cut we did have a little glitch in the feed around that time but it, at least that's what i thought maybe he just just and if, listen if you had the proud boys getting mentioned in tonight's presidential debate bingo dude you're the one in a million <laughs> winner i didn't think that was ever possible but, but that, it occurred you know we yeah. were complaining a little bit about chris wallace and i thought you got what you what i expected out of chris wallace which there were he, he did ask Douchery. a couple yeah, yeah yeah a couple of good questions a lot of bad questions he was you know on the wrong side of a lot of that stuff but the worst moment of the entire thing from wallace to me was when you're trying to get Donald Trump to denounce white supremacists for the 9,000th time. Mm -hmm. Now, why Donald Trump just didn't do it, I have no idea. But he has done it 100 times in the past. We've heard him all say it 100 times. Joe Biden has denounced Antifa zero times. He has never been asked about it. The fact that you would ask Donald Trump to do something he's already done multiple times and not, not ask Donald uh, Joe Biden yeah. to say, hey, Antifa, how about the elements of Black Lives Matter that are advocating for the, the destruction of the nuclear family? Will you denounce those things? And it's strange never because any responsibility. he knows that. Mm -hmm. I've heard him speak yeah. off the cuff about that. He knows that. And you're trying to say Trump knows that. Trump knows I'm that. Wallace on it, but you're right, Trump needs to bring that Trump up. Trump should too. have just said at that point, wait a minute, Antifa, you, the, are they peaceful or not? Do you approve of them or not? Mm -hmm. You know, Black Lives Matter, the actual organization that wants to destroy the family, you approve or not? Mm -hmm. Yeah, how about that? that? If he would have stood and, and said, no, Chris, 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 I want those two questions, that's a reason to no. cause chaos and stop the debate. Chris, what do you, Chris, 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 America wants to know the answers yeah. to those two questions. I think what each of these candidates did is not make this process accessible to people who were honestly trying and earnestly trying to make up their minds. Well, they made it about totally themselves. Now? The other thing that was really egregious was that uh, Trump and Chris Wallace let Biden get away with not answering the will you pack the court question. Yes. yes. He oh. should have been forced to Awful. answer that question. You're running for president of the United States. We're supposed you to be voting. Get away with saying that's going to make it the issue or not the issue. What are you talking about? You don't get to define that. Answer You're the damn question. Right. We'll decide what's important. Oh, thank you. To that's talk uh, about. cut three. Play that, please. Vote now. You're pack the Make court? sure you, in fact, let people know he doesn't you're want to a senator. The I'm not going to answer the question. Why because, would you answer that because question? Because the you question is, a lot of the question Supreme is, Court the radical question, left. Will you who shut is up, on, man? Listen, who is on your oh, list, wow. Joe? Mm. This Who's is on your so list? Right. Gentlemen, this is, I think this we've is ended so this. He's going to the court. We have end, we're no, not no. going to give a list. We have ended this segment. We're going to move on to the second segment. How do they bail out? All he says, all he should say there is, yes or no, sir. It's a yes or no question. Or no question. Yes. And he should have honestly done that with Donald Trump on the KKK. It's yes or no. Are you for the KKK or do you denounce them? Of course I denounce them. You know, just and he's done it a million times. I don't know way. why he hesitated there, but yeah. he, did. he has done that a million times. We've all heard him say it. Think about the questions here we're, we're talking about that people didn't get answers to. Mm. How many justices on the Supreme Court does one of the presidential nominees think we should have? Is white supremacy bad? 
will you cover my pre-existing conditions? But everyone did find out how much money Hunter Biden made for Burisma. (laughs) And I think this goes to something that, you know, we were talking about this morning on your show. There is a disconnect, and, and I say this working in conservative media, and I'm totally fine if Hunter Biden is guilty of everything that people are accusing him of. He you is. could put him in the basement of Sing Sing, and we can never hear him sing for the rest of his days. I'm totally okay with that. But that's a criminal prosecution, not a presidential election. If I'm sitting there wondering, is my kid going to be able to stay in school if there's four positive tests next week? And if he gets sent home, I do I have to lose my job? Agree. All right? The things that people care about didn't get addressed. The things that the most fanatical elements of each of our partisan medias get their jollies off of all got addressed. Well, but I the stuff know. people I, care about I, I never would, got addressed. Okay, so I would dis- I would disagree somewhat. Okay. Um, in the fact that th- this goes to how many Supreme Court justices is there a deep state? Is there justice in America? Mm-hmm. You you per- mm-hmm. prosecuted and persecuted me. Today we find out that was hoax. And you knew it, and Brennan knew it, everybody knew it, Comey knew it. We've got the documents. They came out today. Um, so I got to know, you were the guy in the office that said it. Your son took $3 million from the mayor of, of, uh, of Moscow. Mm-hmm. When are we going to have a conversation about that, Joe? But see, That's I think, worth I th- one question. I think there's a way you have to frame that, though, in a way that makes voters care. Yeah. Are you guys, if, if I beat you guys again... Are you going to try to do another coup against the 60-plus million people that voted for me so like the, you did for me four, four years ago? See, it's a, mm-hmm. there's difference. People want elections to be about them, not about the candidates. Right. And both these guys made it about themselves and not about the people that are actually so watching. So here is something that I think he tried to say, and he tried to cover that, but it wasn't, he didn't do it well. Mm-hmm. When he said, there is no peaceful transition of power. He's right. Mm-hmm. You know, that means what you're saying now is not a peaceful. And that is something everybody wants to know. Are you going to abide by the rules? Mm -hmm. And the answer to Mm -hmm. that, if you would have said that, will you accept the election? If everyone abides by the rules that we all know, sure I am. If somebody's breaking the rules, no. Can I go back to uh, the the packing the court question real quickly? Because it was not just packing the court, it was also the filibuster, right? And here's, here's Joe Biden, who's in the Senate for 127 years, a guy who was supposed to be... Uh, 185 by his own admissions, sorry, okay. yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, it's supposed to be a guy who cares about the Senate rules, right? This was his blood, right? He, he lived and died in the Senate. And he goes through this, and he, his answer to both of those questions, packing the court and getting rid of the filibuster, was, I don't want to answer that because whatever I say is going to become the issue. Well, it doesn't become an issue if you say you're not going to do it. There you go. Right? Yep. So that was an answer. He mm-hmm. is going to do it. The American people should know that. Mm-hmm. And if if there is one journalist left in America, they've got to get him to answer that question. There's not. It's completely... Narrator, there's not one yeah, journalist left in America. <laughs> yeah, there's yes. not. Uh, let me go to uh, Ali Stuckey, who uh, was watching this. Were you at home watching this, Ali? Yes, my husband and I were at home watching this. Well, some of it we were actually watching. Some of the, some of the time we had to divert our eyes right. out of second... So tell me how it played to you and how you think it's going to play to millennials and to uh, and to women. Uh, My frustration at the beginning of this, I was talking to a lot of my friends who consider themselves conservative, but mostly apolitical. I was talking to the woman who followed me on Instagram. Our first frustration was with Trump, that he seemed to not let Biden dig his own grave and his uh, consistent insistence upon the bullying tactics. I didn't like that. But 
as the debate went on, my frustration grew with Chris Wallace and it becoming this two on one debate to where uh, Biden was never held against the wall for the things that we are actually concerned with. Mm-hmm. I wanted to know his stance on the police and BLM and critical race theory and law and order. I wanted to know his plan for the suburbs. I wanted to know if he's going to be soft on China. And I didn't get the answer to any of those things. Did you did you have a problem with Chris Wallace saying that these were civil rights education classes uh, when indeed they were classes on critical race theory, which is completely different? Right. He said, what's wrong with racial sensitivity training? Right. Well, critical race theory is not racial sensitivity training. I thought Trump did really well in this, that this is a lesson to hate America. And that's absolutely right. Uh, Chris Wallace has a lot to learn in this area. He probably didn't even realize how much he showed his bias. Uh, but yeah, I, I did have a problem with it. It showed ignorance and obviously um, just in antipathy towards the conservative stance on critical race theory. Do millennials even watch this? Well, my millennial friends did. I can't speak for all millennials, but you know, millennials are getting up there now. We're in our 30s and some of them are starting to get in their 40s. And so we've got kids, we've got mortgages. We have to care about this kind of stuff. And uh, do you think it changed anybody's mind? Uh, It depends on if they watched the whole debate. I think if people in the middle trying to decide who really care more about personality and individuals than they do care about politics or policies and platforms, which is wrong, but some people do. If they just watch the 30 minutes, uh, the first 30 minutes of the debate, I think they go against Trump because they don't like his personality. But the whole debate, I actually think that Trump ended up caring a little bit better. Do you think that Joe Biden looked like he was you know, starting to be like my grandfather when he was towards the end. I mean, it was sad. I thought he he started winded and he yeah. he just didn't look like the Joe Biden, even of the last primary. I said to Stu halfway through, if this is how much he's lost in the last, you know, nine months, yeah. what is he going to be like four years down the road? I mean, it's just it's just not even I can't even comprehend that he would be the president in four years based on the rapid growth or rapid uh, decline. Did that come across to you at all or not? Yeah, it did. And I think it would have come across more if he had been allowed to speak, because what we saw is that he can't speak for longer than about, I would say, five to seven seconds without losing his train of thought and Chris Wallace having to step in and remind him what he was talking about. This is true when he is in interviews as well. But Trump, being who he is, and maybe some people think that this demonstrated strength somehow, I didn't. He would insert himself into Biden's response when it would have been a lot better for us to see that weakness on display and for Biden to dig his own grave by wandering off into these trails and talking about nothing. So, yes, I did see that weakness. I saw that cognitive decline. I think Trump distracted from that a little bit by being so bombastic. I wish we would have seen more of that from Biden. Let me play a couple of clips, and I'd like to get your thoughts uh, first. I'm going to play three clips, get your thoughts first, uh, and then go to the table as well. Let me play uh, cut 13, cut 14, uh, and uh, then cut six. You get the final word, Mr. Well, it's hard to get any word in with this clown. Excuse me, this Hey, hey, let me just say you. No, no, no. (laughs) Okay, first the clown. Next clip. That's the end of the it segment. We're, mo- we're moving on. It didn't take them. Well, Vice President, ex- no. Can I be honest? It's a very important try to be question. Honest. No, I, he, I, stood up, he stood I, up. No, the answer to the question is no. Ukraine. No, I, sir. With a- 
certainly not true. You're going to have true. Gentlemen. Flashbacks. So I don't know if we even got there, but that's when Joe Biden said, just shut up, man. Uh, And then the last clip here, Donald Trump turning the tables and doing a bit of his own. He panicked or he just looked at the stock market. One of the two, because guess what? A lot of people died and a lot more are going to die unless he gets a lot smarter, a lot quicker. Mr. President, did you use the word smart? Uh, so you said you went to Delaware State, but you forgot the name of your college. You didn't go to Delaware State. You graduated either the lowest or almost the lowest in your class. Don't ever use the word smart with me. Don't ever use that word. Oh, give me a break. Because you know what? There's nothing smart about you, Joe. 47 years, you've done nothing. Well, have- okay. Um, Allie. He was called a clown. He was told to shut up. Um, that you, you would have never done that with any president uh, before. Now the left does it regularly. Does it matter anymore? You know, I, I've always said you can't out Trump. Trump. Trump is like Teflon. You can sling the mud at him and it will just slide right off. And when you see someone kind of going to the level that sometimes Trump goes to with those kind of ad hominem attacks and telling people to be quiet and all of that, it just makes you look weak. I mean, we saw that with Marco Rubio in uh, 2016. It didn't work for him. I don't think it's going to work for uh, for Joe Biden either. Um, I just think it kind of looks embarrassing. Trump somehow in his persona, he can kind of pull that off, whether people like it or not. I don't think Joe Biden can. Like you said, it it comes across as very slow and very weak and very reaching. Um, I just don't think it's an effective strategy for him. Steve, do you agree with that? uh, Wholeheartedly. Uh, I mean, it it, it felt weird when Marco Rubio did it. It just felt like Joe Lunchbox. I think that there were times that Biden had very effective counterattacks where he seemed like uh, more of the adult in the room. But I think he diminished his own argument, dropping, you know, you're a racist, you're a clown. Drop, I mean, are, are you running for president of the United States or do you want to take over the Young Turks? Make a decision. <laughs> you won't be able to do both. And I think that they believe that the answer to defeating him is to get down and, and into the mud and the muck and the mire with him. You actually need to come over the top as the adult in the room. And I think those were strategic errors on Biden's part that took away opportunities he had to maybe have maybe more of a legitimate or clear victory tonight. Ali, thank you very much for joining us. I appreciate your uh, your perspective tonight. Anybody else on this topic before I move on? I mean, we, you know, look, if if you're if the opponent is Donald Trump, it's hard to get too upset at someone using the word clown. I mean, Donald Trump does things like this sure. right. all the time. I don't think it helps Joe Biden, though. I think yeah. you're totally right on that. And that's what they'll say about it. They'll say that he doesn't deserve any respect because he gives nobody mm-hmm. else right. any respect. And so that's that's what's going to come of that. That's, but that. that's what they think on the Today Show or yeah. on MSNBC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but there's a, but I don't I don't think that a lot of suburbanites think that way. And I think that they were actually looking to Joe Biden to get a, to get beyond this stuff, not mm-hmm. to not to indulge more of it. Right. And it, so I think he disappointed a lot of people that could that came into this potentially looking for something mm-hmm. positive out of him by allowing himself to get uh, relegated into into these back and forths. I want to get into the Antifa and the Black Lives Matter stuff with Dave Rubin's going to be joining us in a few minutes. But uh, let me play uh, cut 15. This is Trump. Uh, This is Biden saying that Trump has been disastrous for blacks. Listen to this. This is a president who has used everything as a dog whistle to try to generate racist hatred, racist Mm. division. This is a man who, in fact, you talk about helping African-Americans. 
One in 1,000 African-Americans has been killed because of the coronavirus. And if he doesn't do something quickly, by the end of the year, one in 500 will have been killed. One in 500 African-Americans. This man, this man is the, is the savior of African-Americans. This man cares at all. This man's done virtually nothing. Look, the fact is that you have to look at what he talks about. You have to look at what he did. And what he did has been disastrous for the African-American community. How's that going to play in the African-American community? I hope not well. Uh, I think hopefully it'll play like if you don't vote for me, you ain't black played in the African-American <laughs> yeah. community. So really well, you know, and, and it would have been great if Trump would have come back at him with, um, I'm sorry, how many blacks have been aborted since 1973? Let me give you that number. It's 16 million. I do care about the, the blacks being alive. I do care about black lives. Apparently, Democrats don't. You certainly don't, Joe. Um, because there are 80% of Planned Parenthood abortion clinics are located in minority areas. I mean, well, I there's such an opening so there. So was this, but did he, did he take any advantage of that? Here's Trump's response, cut 16. <clears throat> you have treated the African-American population community. You have treated the black community about as bad as anybody in this country. You did the 1990, and that's why if you look at the polls, I'm doing better than any Republican has done in a long time because they saw what you did. You call them super predators and you've called them worse than that. He goes on to, to talk about the crime bill, etc., etc. Is that enough? I, I mean, I don't think so. I mean, I, again, I guess we're Republicans are supposed to be against the crime bill now while we're running. A I law happen to order. think I, maybe I'm alone. <laughs> I think it's the last piece of really good bipartisan legislation, frankly, in my lifetime. <laughs> right. So there's a lot of good I'm in that. I'm an idiot. But no, and I'm a conservative. From the black perspective. Yeah. From the black perspective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The super predator thing. I remember being Hillary Clinton. Did she do this as well? Uh, she did the super predator I think thing. They were too. all doing. They were it. all. Yeah, doing I think everyone was calling. I mean, look. I think it's, there's a. You know, Trump is using what he has, right? It, you know, this is a controversial thing. The black community doesn't seem to like that bill all that much. It's been something the left has been beating up on the right for for right. a very long time. And I've lost track at where we're supposed to be on this thing. I mean, to me, it looks like a pretty good piece of legislation with some things that have been tweaked over the years that sure. have fixed it. Um, but I, I, again, I, I I don't think that that helps. I think a better a better case is what Pat uh, said. I think a better case is as well is his economic record uh, with African Americans. You're looking at these there you uh, go. historic low unemployment rates, mm-hmm. which Trump says really at every opportunity he has. Usually, I don't know why he didn't really get into that. That's as much. another opportunity cost. That to me, that's the theme of the night. If you're pro-Trump, I mean, a far better line of attack is to say, Joe, while you were presiding over the funeral of the former Grand Wizard of the KKK, Robert Byrd, mm-hmm. that you referred mm-hmm. to at that funeral while you were vice president as a friend, a guide, and a mentor. While you were doing that, I was cleaning up your mess, and we had the best and the lowest black unemployment rate since they started keeping the stat. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be lectured to about racism uh, from somebody that did uh, funerals and eulogies for racists. Thank you. I yield the balance of my time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he said capable of doing that, however. All right. If you're, uh, if you're 
you're watching us now on YouTube, the Blaze is a place to go for really the best conservative thought. Uh, and it's all over the spectrum. We've had Ali Stuckey on, uh, Candace Owens. If you are a, a subscriber, you'll hear Candace Owens' opinion on on the debate. You'll, uh, you'll hear Stephen Crowder and all of uh, his um, uh, opinions. And also... People who used to be on the left but have found Jesus. Uh, and, uh, and probably the biggest person to make that change was Dave Rubin. He's a member of the Blaze team uh, as well. He's out in Los Angeles. Dave, thank you for joining us. Your thoughts when, generally on yeah. the debate. Well, first off, it's good to be with you guys. That almost sounded like you had to issue a trigger warning before you intro it. <laughs> no, not at all. I think the audience loves you. Loves you. You, you, you brought it around nicely. Um, well, I think the main takeaway, and I suspect that you guys might have hit on this. I, I was doing a live stream on my channel, which is why I'm joining a little late, is that Biden did not implode. And the expectations, I think, were so low for him. You know, there are so many clips mm -hmm. of him losing his train of thought, not knowing what he's saying, screwing up numbers, flat out lying and the rest of it. And he didn't really have a terrible moment. I, I think Trump, Trump kind of went in hot where he was really going after him, trying to knock him off his off his pedestal. And it never fully happened. That, that being said, um, you know, the, the real issue here is that Biden knows because of the cover that the media is going to run on him and run for him, that he can pretty much lie about anything and get away with it in a way that Trump can't. So, you know, when when Biden said the reason I got into this uh, campaign was because of the very fine people line in Charlottesville, it's like that line is a lie. It, it's an absolute lie that I'm sure your viewers know and I'm sure you guys have talked about where right before Trump said there were very fine people on both sides and what he meant was very fine people of both sides of the debate argument, of the uh, yeah. monument argument, that the point is he said, I absolutely condemn the KKK and the white supremacists and the rest of it. So uh, Biden knows he can get away with lies. I think, I think Trump's worst moment though was partially because they were all talking at once, but when, when Wallace asked him to condemn white supremacy, Horrible. even though he's done this a million times, last week he got, he got flummoxed and he it, it was almost because they were there was a lot of crosstalk, but he needed to put that down. He needed he started saying it and then he stopped. And and I think that was really a bad moment. So I don't think there was really any clear cut winner here. And as I said on my live stream, it's like it's not whether the partisans think that their guy won. That's not what matters because those people know what they're voting for and who they're voting for. It's whether whatever that slice in the middle, and it's hard to, to figure out how many people that actually encapsulates. It's like, did anyone watch this and say, okay, I was truly moved to one of them. And I, I don't think we got that tonight. So do you think that Biden uh, did enough to hold his coalition together on the left? Will the left be upset with him at all? Or did you see any movement on the left? Yeah, well, look, Biden said he wasn't for the Green New Deal. So now we got AOC's obviously going to be pissed at him. He did kind of say he's for law and order. Trump was really trying to hit him on that. So, you know, he did try 
to do what all candidates do, whether you're on the left or on the right. Once you get through the primary, then you usually moderate back into something that feels a little saner. I think the problem is, and I, I know Glenn, I was listening to you earlier today, you've been talking about this for all. The problem is that the base is so crazy at the moment that it's like, can Biden be the one that stops that radical energy? I, I think the answer to that is absolutely no. He did not falter tonight. Um, and I don't think it's like, I don't think he did anything that the base is gonna absolutely try to take him out. Um, but at the same time, Trump didn't have a real knockout moment. And I think a lot of the real Trump people and people on the right thought, oh, this is gonna be a cakewalk. And that's the problem when you go in thinking, oh, we're gonna win this thing for sure. If you don't win, it kind of feels like, like almost like you lost. Let me play cut 18. Listen to this. This is Biden and Trump sparring over Antifa. Watch. Antifa's an idea, not an organization. Oh, you got it. Not malicious. That's what okay. his tonight FBI, is. his okay. FBI director Gentlemen, said. Well, we're then gonna, you know what? No, no, no we're, done, we're done, sir. Everybody, we're moving on to the next. We're moving on to the next. That's not an idea. Everybody Antifa in your administration tells you the truth is a bad. You know have no okay. idea. Is there is anybody? Antifa is there any winner is on that one, Jay? Yeah. Now moving on to the Trump and Biden. Stop the stop the nonsense. Go ahead. So that was a good moment for Trump because anyone that has has a, a flicker of, of a free thought in their head, they know what's going on in the streets of Portland and New York City and Seattle and Minneapolis and the rest of it. And it's Antifa violence. They're not telling you it's not them. They're telling you it is them and that they are a radical Marxist organization and that they're here basically to, to take down the patriarchy and end capitalism and the rest of it. Uh, I've done a ton of college speaking events that Antifa shows up and protests violently and calls fire alarms and the rest of it. So that's not an idea. If it was an idea, I would go to an event and speak freely and, and I'd go, oh, well, there are these people called Antifa and, and they don't like me. Uh, but no, I've seen real violence. So, so what the the real question though is, is why is Biden so uh, trigger happy basically to say that they're not an organization? And that gets to the fact that the base is radical. So I think the average person, when they see things burn, and then they they can associate that with Antifa. I think that was that was a winning moment for Trump. And I think the critical race theory thing was a, was a winning moment for Trump also. I think the um, the the other piece of that was the Portland when he asked, "Why have you called them? Have you called the mayor? Have you called the governor?" That was a good question from that, Wallace, I thought. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and uh, and when uh, when he uh, said that it's only the only trouble comes is when they do come in. That's complete hogwash, and I think everybody felt that. Um, any minds changed, Dave? Any last thoughts? I, I don't think, as I said before, whoever that sliver is, and we just don't know what that number of people is, it's hard to imagine that anyone watched tonight and really said, wow, Trump just, just wowed me or Biden wowed me. Uh, I, I don't think anyone was really moved, but look, that's why they do three debates. That's why we do a vice presidential debate. That's why we got five weeks left on this thing. I think they'll go both go back in and I think Trump's people will say, you know, maybe it's better to just calm down a little bit. You don't have to go, be so aggressive. And Biden's people, I think the fact that he didn't implode, I think they're going to be pretty, pretty pleased with that. But he will have to go in and, and talk to the radicals and basically be like, Bernie, did I give you enough there? Because he can't lose that base. And as, as you said this morning, it's like if he's the Trojan horse, he owes these guys. And uh, that's what he has to watch out for.
Dave Rubin, thank you very much. If you want to see Dave, you can um, you can check him out on the Blaze. Just use uh, the promo code Debate, and uh, you'll be able to get him on demand. Um, and of course, at uh, at uh, all the uh, other places where Dave Rubin is available, he's like I mean, he's like McDonald's. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. <laughs> he's like McDonald's. Thanks a lot, Dave Rubin. I appreciate it. Okay, um, to close up, I guess we look to the future. Um, I don't have that pit in my stomach that I had all day uh, because it's over. Um, but my fear was that it would be over tonight. I don't think anything happened um, that is going to change anybody's mind. Um, I think if we had real journalists, they might be able to find some things in here that uh, Joe Biden said that were not accurate. Uh, and would lead you to understand he is the radical that he is, uh, but we don't really have uh, great journalists uh, anymore. Uh, except, I hope, uh, the people that work at The Blaze that classify themselves as journalists, we are all talking heads <laughs> and not journalists. Um, join us at The Blaze. We have the next debate is next Thursday, Wednesday? Next Wednesday, and it's a vice presidential debate, yeah. mm. uh, which... Uh, will be very interesting. Mike Pence uh, will take on Kamala Harris. And Mike is really, really good. Your thoughts on that pairing? <laughs> Electric. Yeah. I, um, I don't know. Mike Pence will have a very forlorn look on his face a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, and Kamala Harris will um, say or do whatever advances Kamala Harris. I mean, she's uh, amoeba-like. <laughs> I mean, Mike Pence was a talk show host. Uh, he knows he knows how to communicate with people. I, I think, you know, at one point he was really good at doing that. And then he just kind of went away. He sort of disappeared um, and then came back on the scene, of course, uh, uh, recently. But there was a time when he was really good at this stuff. He might be he might surprise us. He, 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 right now, he needs to look he needs to be less of politician. Yep. Every time I see Mike Pence, yeah. he is a very schooled yep. politician, yeah. and that's not what people want right yeah. now. He'll do fine. I mean, he'll bore people to death a little bit, but yeah. he'll, he'll do fine in this. Mm. I, you know, this election will not turn on the vice presidential debate. No. It will have, I, I don't think it can have an, a, a very large impact, but I do think uh, Pence will do well. He'll hold his own. He, he, won't, he won't get knocked around by Harris. I think he'll do, he'll do a, good, a pretty good job. There's just only so much this matters. Does anything, d does it mean anything of real substance that no one is going to be talking about the Hillary Clinton thing tomorrow? Uh, yeah, I think, that, I think it does. I mean, I think... What's it mean? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think it is, it's interesting because it was released, when it, when it coming out into the news cycle today, you'd think these things, just like the New York Times tax report, right? It's, it's designed to become part of the debate, right? And, and it, it wasn't. didn't. So it's hard to imagine that it's going to have a, a big impact as right. of tomorrow. I mean, I Thank think goodness Trump's taxes did, though. Yeah, I'm glad they, they sneaked that right on in. Yeah, that was the first thing people first don't care about. Things. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, he is president. They have, he has an attorney general, yeah. Department of Justice. You yeah. want to move this story along? Call Hillary Clinton in front of a federal grand jury. Yeah. That'll move this story along. We'll cover <laughs> yeah. it that way. Sure would. There would be yeah. some coverage sure on that, would. yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, we'll be back early tomorrow. Pat starts, uh, what, 6 a.m. Uh, Central Time, 7 a.m. Mm -hmm. Eastern. We're back at 9 Eastern. You're at uh, 12 Eastern, so 
Enjoy your rest. <laughs> and we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for joining The Blaze. If you uh, if you want to subscribe, you'll hear Mike Mark Levin's uh, opinion on what happened on demand and live. You'll hear it at Blaze TV. Just join us. Use the promo code DEBATE.